Welcome, everybody, in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we are talking about Us, the second film from Jordan Peele. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Eric and Ed. Eric, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, playing with cold, sharp objects. Ed, how about you? I feel like I'm, uh, I've really seen myself in this movie. God damn it. Every time. I love it. That one that was actually pretty good. I hope I think you stole that, but go ahead. Either way, I'm, that's how jealous I am of it. Go ahead. <laughs> Tonight we're going to be talking about us, a movie that I've been really excited for ever since I saw Get Out. I believe we reviewed Get Out. No, we no, actually we did not. What? We did we not did. review Get Out. Check the archives. Yeah. Pretty, I'm doing it right now here, while we're talking. Here we go again, Jordan. Jordan doesn't know what episodes we've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to, uh, right? Or maybe we, we uh, did. Is it one of our verses? Let's see here. For we those that don't know, while, while Jordan's looking for it, we uh, for a long time we were doing verses, like when we couldn't pick what movie to do. Uh, and our, you can find them in our archives. We did, you know, A versus B movie. Like we would watch two movies and try to convince each other to to uh, to go see the other one. Uh, yeah, I mean that's something that we did back in the day. Uh, I'm sure we'll do something similar in the future. Yeah, we did not do Get Out. I'm surprised. I. All right. I don't feel like that's accurate, but I, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like mean, everybody who is listening to the show and watching live, make sure to go to movieguyspodcast.com. Go in the top right. It says search. Type in the name Get Out, and it will say no results found. So there's something so, done right up there. Yeah. Oh, my God, guy. So, so uh, anyway, um, I'm a big fan of Get Out. I really love that film. And I was excited to see what uh, Jordan Peele was going to do again. Um, this movie has a bunch of twists in it. And I'm afraid on his third effort that he's going to start becoming the new Shyamalama Ding Dong. And I hope he doesn't. But uh, I don't know, Eric. What do you think? Do you think he's going to become the next M. Night? I mean, if you're if you're referring to like a like a twisty type of thing, I I hope not. Like, if... If that's the case, then uh, I, I mean, at least this has has better storytelling. At least, at least, like he's able to do it complete, make a complete movie of it, and not leave as many questions and fucking plot holes like M Night does. <laughs> yeah. Like, true. I, true. Not, like this was a complete movie. This this played like a horror movie that I grew up with. This from to back, this played just like. I, I we'll get into like the certain feels that I, I thought when, when watching this movie, like kind of what w what was it reminding me of? Because I was mm -hmm. getting a lot of feels uh, of like um, people under the stairs. Oh, oh, good one. 
type of type of movie, you know, or um, yeah. But we'll we'll get into it. I should have messaged you guys one of the one of the better the better theories that I had seen online about um, what this movie is about the the um, the theme, the overarching theme of the movie. Well, what is the, the overarching theme of the movie? Of it, of it. Well, you know, I, well, get into it because it's it's filled with spoilers. Oh, okay. It's filled with spoilers. Well, this so movie we're, uh, we're start- talking about it first, and then we and then we get into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This movie starts out in 1986. Uh, Adelaide is her name, and she vacations with her parents in Santa Cruz. Um, long story short, for the plot here is that she goes into a hall of mirrors in a funhouse, and she sees a doppelganger. Throughout her adult life, she is haunted with images about this doppelganger, and eventually, her family takes a vacation to the same location. And they meet the doppelganger family. Doppelganger family is torturing them, killing, uh, trying to kill them. And we get the big reveal t- twist at the end. The first twist is that the doppelgangers hey, you are, are just act- zipping right through. This. You sure are. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think every other movie you've gone in more in detail, almost about like certain events, but this one you're just going like straight from the start to the finish, man. Give it. You should give this movie some credit here. Well, the reason why I'm doing this, and I will continue with my plot summary after that, sure. is because this movie is kind of like a scream movie. It's kind of like a whodunit, where you know, like you you go in there knowing that there's going to be a twist, so that's all you care about. That's all you're excited about, and that's what the bulk of my plot was going to be was the twist. Yeah, that's basically. I, I, I can't disagree with that. Where a lot of it is just building up because it's just questions, 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 and then finally the ah yes, the answer at the end. So yes, yeah, just like uh, I guess, like another who done it. Yes, yeah, that, that that's that's kind of what I knew going into it. You know that there was going to be like this, not not really a who done it, but you know there was going to be something that's going to happen. So that's what I wanted to see. But the first twist is you find out the Doppelganger family is actually living underground, feeding off of rabbits, and they're called the Tethered. And we find out. Pretty much that everybody has a doppelganger living underground. And the second twist is Adelaide is actually the doppelganger when she was a little girl. And the real Adelaide, who has waited 30 years to come back to take back her own life. So the so the Adelaide that we've been watching the whole time was actually the doppelganger. That, so she that got was, a chance to yeah. That was a pretty fucking cool twist if, if I'm being honest. Yeah. That that's that's the bulk of it that I want to talk about, but you know we'll discuss it more. Ed, you're uh, you are quiet, and I know you very very well. The audience knows very well that when you're quiet, you are not happy. Why are you not happy, Ed? Um, I said this in our in our in a private discussion a little earlier. Um, you can literally see this movie in its entirety within five minutes. You know exactly what's going to happen. Bang bang bang. I I I. I Told Eric, I saw it from the moment that she first saw the doppelganger, and then all of a sudden we go to, oh, she's got PTSD. Bang! That's that's it. That's the answer. There's the answer. To your, there's the answer to the movie. I knew it right away. And I'm not trying to brag. It's just it's right out in the open. They don't even try to hide it. Um, and then the second that the kid went missing at the end of the movie, the I knew the answer was. Bang! We're gonna have the other doppelganger at the end somewhere. Something's gonna happen. We're gonna have him. The kid is gonna be the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't exactly know how they were going to do it, 
but it's just they within five minutes I knew the I knew the end of the movie and then within 10 seconds of the kid disappearing I knew bang we're gonna have something else happen Mm-hmm. So to say I'm not happy, that's not the right answer. Uh, I mean, I guess I can see where you're coming from because I tend to do that. Um, but uh, I was not as impressed with the end and the twist as everybody in the world's making it out to be. And it surely does not deserve a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It just doesn't. Eric, I want to hear your rebuttal on that one. I I mean, I don't think this movie was trying to be anything more than, than it was. Um or maybe, or maybe it was because there's the theory that um, of Jordan Peele's making social horror movies, right? Yeah. So his first movie, Get Out, uh, I think he actually just said it was, I think in his words he said it was a documentary, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he did. That's what he said. And then this one, he just wanted to make a straight up horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I think he did a really good job of it. He, you could tell that a fanboy made a horror movie. That's that's basically what I saw when I when I watched this movie, and that's what I was enjoying. So, story I'm, aside, because it wasn't supposed, to, it wasn't anything complex that it was, than it was. Again, people under the stairs. There's people mm-hmm. living in the tunnels that were all abandoned throughout these United States, and I mean that that's kind of fucked up. I don't really much understand the hands across America theme, but um, that was that was kind of odd. But I, I mean, everything else. I mean, it, it played. I think it played well. I think it followed the rules of it. Um, the theory, though, that I had read is that this is a movie about uh, social contract, the, the, about class hierarchy, about rich, poor, and lower class. Did you guys see that at Where all? Before they... I get into the details, do you think you can see it in the movie? Um, no. Well, now that you mention it, I can see it, sure. Um, and I can't say that I had thought about it during the movie. Um, because technically, if I'm going to be a little bit of a braggart, I'm going to say I was waiting for my, I was waiting for the answer I was looking for that I thought I saw at the beginning of the movie. So I, watching the rest of the movie, I mean, I agree. I mean, it did follow the, the structure of a typical horror movie. Right. Um, but, you know, I was more watching to, to justify my own thought that I did get, but I can't say I, 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 I watched in depth the rest of the movie uh, because I just wanted to, again, I just wanted to justify my own, my own belief on that. <laughs> just well, being I, honest. Yeah. I, I guess I, I, I'll go into the more detail about the theory then. If Please. I'm curious. So it is. Uh, uh, basically, as I, as I pull up the resource here, it lays out the three classes. Um, the, the tethered, the copies being the the lower class, the impoverished, right? And uh, our main characters, uh, Adelaide's family and uh, whoever the hell, is that their name? Uh, is like the middle class and their friends uh, who happen to be the white people in the movie happen are the upper class. Mm. And when, uh, basically it goes through the struggles where when it came uh Push to shove, the upper class gave up with little to no struggle, because they just they're happy, they're comfortable, they have no reason to, to fight or anything, so they just kind of died almost willingly, right? Just really really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the middle class, uh, that family is, is fighting because they're forced to fight, like that's just kind of a survival. They're they're put into a position where it's either killed or be killed, 
Um, and then the lower class, the uh, tethered, are at a point where they're tilted. This is this is enough is enough, and they've rebelled against um, against the fucking bourgeoisie. Bourgeois, ooh, um, yeah, I think people read too much into it. All right, well, that's, that's I, I mean that is a theory. Well, and I, if we can well, say anything that Jordan Peele in his movies, that is not unlike something that he would try to portray. Ah, how about this? Because there's a, there's a part in the in this movie where they ask like, what, like, who are you? And then she it said, we're Americans. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, so okay. That's supposed to be the telling part, I guess, right? Sure. Makes so, sense. Makes perfect sense. Eric, out of the family, who was your favorite character? Not the doppelganger yet. Man, no, fuck that. Who was your favorite character? The real family, Eric, and the fable and the favorite doppelganger. The real family was the dad. That guy was awesome, man. He just yeah. seems like a fucking American dad, and he was he was cool as shit. So he was cool. Um, Gabe, is that or something like that? And mm-hmm. and then I, I I don't know. I guess Red. Like, for the you other, like Red. I mean, she's the mastermind, right? Yeah, I kind of like the boy, though. The boy was fun. All weird and shit with his mask. Yeah, that was some that was some weird thing, too. The other part is uh, um, that where it could have been telling is that because uh, L.A. Was, was sympathetic towards the kids dying because it was their struggles, too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ed? Do you have a favorite family member and a favorite doppelganger um i mean the dad gabe is like he i i remember watching and thinking throughout the whole movie that that's probably the most realistic that anybody would be in a similar circumstance again not that evil doppelgangers exist but in a real world horror sort of situation he goes from talking tough to kind of sort of being a tough guy, then like, oh shit, I got to defend my family. Like now I have no choice. And then he gets hurt. And then he goes even more so into defending family mode. Um, and the com- and in, in, in the scene sort of towards the end when they're in the Range Rover um, and they're arguing over who's driving based upon who has more kills. That was a great scene. But the dad is like, Talking to the, his wife, he's like, honey, she's technically right. You know, you should let her daughter drive. <laughs> yeah, when you're right, you're right. To me, again, I kind of want to rehash why I was excited to talk about this. This movie plays like a very good 80s slasher movie, like a very good Jason Michael Freddy movie, right? You don't go into a Jason Michael Freddy movie for plot, for characters, great shots for cinematography you go in because you want to see jason michael and freddie do what they do best and that's kind of what i was waiting for and getting into and that's why the ending was such a fun thing for me because uh, jordan peele uh gets me hook line and sinker right in the beginning of the film because the guy knows how to film a movie and um i really like red i think red is creepy and crazy and just i mean like wouldn't you be like that, Eric? You know, your doppelganger she, takes your spot. She's and crazy. She's, act- she's driven crazy. Yes. 
So I think she did a good yeah. job of that. Now, here's the thing, though. We don't. How are? What is the plan of the doppelgangers? How about this? What's the plan of the tether? Are they going to eventually want to kill a member of each family to kind of take it over? No, and they're, are, meant, are they they're a government project meant to control you because you've been drinking the fluoride in the water. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. But is Jordan Doppelganger going to come kill real Jordan and then completely be me and be in bed with my wife and be a father to my daughter and like no, like like nothing happened? Is that the plan? No, didn't didn't they say that they they basically started with like kind of a small group, and then it was abandoned because they found out it didn't work, but it just like kept on going, right? And so eventually they kind of made its own culture and breeded underneath in all the tunnels and shit. Yeah, yeah. So they were not supposed to come up here. That's my question because I don't think it really specified. No, there's what was to the end down game? Because none of them can speak. They're they're all. Savat, they're all they're all complacent. They're all just a tethered, you know, nothing, man. You know, they're just no, no. I mean, like I'm, I'm shadows. I'm, what, I, what I thought, that, I thought they were about to do some shadow shit, and I was like, this is some bullshit. You know what? And that actually adds more weight to the class theory of this movie. Uh, just sort of complacent, going about your life, being nothing, and doing the things that that you want to do while the others above you control you because you know and we see that whatever is the, the those whatever the family does that next family does the people that are below they yeah. do and they just they don't have access to the things that the families above do so yeah that's definitely that makes that adds a whole lot more weight to the thought process behind this movie i can, I, I think i see that see yeah it adds to the to the class theory that's Everyone mm -hmm. above you is controlling everyone at the bottom. Yep. But I guess my biggest question is, though, is that when the government did this this, this experiment, what was the end game? They just don't create an experiment for no reason. I mean, what was the end game? Does it tell us? What are you talking about? It was supposed to be so they could control the population, but they found out the experiment didn't work, and then it got out of control, and then it just went on generations without them. Yeah, but how would they going to control the population, though? Because they were cloning you, and okay. they found that they could give your body but not your soul, and so they thought they could control you with your clone. Found out that they couldn't. That the, it looks like the person who has the soul does does the controlling. You're going to go with that okay. theory, and they couldn't okay. do it, so they're just like, all right, well, let's uh, excuse me, let's, let's abandon this project, and then they did. But the people, the experiment kept on going. I no, I'm yeah, repeating I, I myself over and over again. No, no, you, you, you actually, actually made it more clear for me there, because that was one of the things that I left scratching my head with was, you know, I, what was the end game? But you kind of answered it for me right there after the third time explaining it. it. Garbage so just wanted control that. for you, man. So yeah. Yeah. No. Then this was the fluoride comment was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Global warming's not a myth. Um, well, I think that's why they. They said in the movie, you know, those little hints that they, they put into a movie. So, so towards towards the middle uh, third act of the movie, um, the family turns on the TV and they see the local news, and like millions of doppelgangers are killing. Uh, well, sorry, the tethered are are are, are killing their counterparts yeah, that's, that's in the United out. States, 
right? And then they join together to form a massive human uh, chain, which people are like, it's a form of protest. So I guess, that's across another, America. I guess that's where another class theory comes into play. I, I don't understand that. What, do you have a theory about that? Do you want to share it? No, no, I don't have a theory about it. I just, I, I just, I think it's creepy. I think it's cool to know that it's just not happening to the family. And now it's, everybody's getting fucking murdered because of the tethered. Like, that's just a great idea. It's a great concept. Yeah, that was a, uh, a good, um, a good twist. I liked that. I mean, where, 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 that's, yeah, where yeah. first we got to see the friends, but yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense that it's, it's all across America that this happens, you know? Yeah, right. Which is which is why I was so excited to talk about the ending and twist of this movie because that's where I think the meat and potatoes are of this review is is that these theories that we have about what is actually the teller and all this crap, and I just found it to be absolutely interesting, and I'm so happy that we have a movie finally this year uh, that got me to think. So I mean, I just it was just a fascinating thing to see all these uh, doppelgangers. Uh, joining hands in protest, so it's it was very very cool imagery. Yeah, I I really want to look up on theories on, on what what's people thought of that for the symbolism for the for that part because I really still trying to. Well, if you if you remember, and again, this is just a, a theory that I've come up with on the spot. If you remember the the T shirt that the girl was wearing, not the not the thriller one, but the other one was a Hands Across America t-shirt. Right. So that's the only thing that she had. And they, and then the only really television that they had was a Hands Across America advertisement. Oh, that's, oh, that's gross. Oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, they, it, they used that as their form of protest, the Hands Across America thing. So that's what they did is they, they linked and they were just, they held arms across the United States. It's double fuck. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, um, yeah, say maybe it, it was just a, I don't know, brainwash tactic. Which yeah. is what they did, right? If it was brainwash tactic, then it worked out in their favor, then didn't it? It is programmed to do the thing, you know? Okay, so, so Eric, were you surprised that Red was actually the real person? Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, I had it going because for the for the most part, I was just led to, to believe that she had like this traumatic experience in the Hall of Mirrors, and that um, she just kind of freaked out. So you know, didn't really know anything about that, but um, she made it. They alluded, obviously, the way that it, it's filmed, the way it's cut, is that um, they had that traumatic experience with a flashback, and then it cuts to uh, Lupita being scared being like as if remembering it that she's she's still traumatized by it so then yeah you can easily assume that she is uh, um the little girl traumatized by it so that's just kind of mm -hmm. why you're convinced that she's it so yeah i was sold up all the way until the uh until the end and that's how i was like oh that that's good i really i really liked it and then you asked more questions about after that even though that um again there were clues like uh, how she uh, um, when both kids died, how she was sympathetic towards their deaths. Yes. Or I guess it was for for all of them, right? She mm -hmm. was sympathetic towards all the Reds because she she, she was one. Yeah, she was just she knows that they're just trying to get out. 
So, yeah. what about what about you, Ed? How did you feel about the reveal that uh, that Red was actually the real person? Um, like I said at the beginning of the, this review, I, I, knowing this movie was about doppelgangers, I saw it coming. 100%. How did you see it coming? Well, the number one was the fact that boom, there it was, and then ten seconds later, oh, she can't speak. She doesn't know how to talk. She has PTSD. My thought wasn't, oh, she's traumatized by what she saw. My thought was, is somehow, some way, she's a doppelganger. I don't know how yet, but it was she. I knew she was she was a doppelganger. So to say I was surprised, no, I, I felt like it was exactly the way I thought it would play out. Hmm. You know, one of the things that I found interesting about this too is why. Why this reveal, though, that she was a doppelganger? It wouldn't have been better if it was just the tether. I mean, why did we have to have uh, Red actually be revealed as the real person? Because the doppelganger pretty much flourished, right? I mean, she went from adolescence all the way until adulthood, and she had a husband, and she had kids, and she was living a perfect life, quote-unquote. Because she stole the – because the – doppelganger stole the life red was supposed to have and yeah, but they she, can't being of the upper class born had to lead the revolution of the lower class born in order to gain back or kill in the in the process the life she was supposed to have that's interesting you know when when not when non-doppelganger had a baby doppelganger had a baby but it was it was it was awful when she had the second baby and there were troubles, they had to cut, they had to, they had to pull the baby out with a knife, she said, or something along this. Everything good that happened in the life of, of what at, was it, Addie, at whatever her name was? Uh, I didn't say Lupita. Yeah, yeah uh, Maz Kanata. Everything that happened in her life uh, happened in the in red's life just in the worst possible way the complete opposite of awesome yes yes so much like the the, the theory of, of living on planes you know that's it's a similar concept hmm. interesting all right here well you know what uh we don't want to go on for all for a long time here let's get into our popcorn ratings eric let's go with you first buddy what would be your popcorn rating for us uh i mean i I like this this movie, man. I I really did. I think it just it it played easy. I'd have to to maybe give it another watch to give a, a, a solid, but I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with the large bag on this. I I mean, I just I just enjoyed it. It it, it was simple. It followed the rules. Um, it it got its point across. I I enjoyed the movie, man. Like I really did. I it, like I said, it felt like it it played like an older classic style movie. The way that it, it was paced, the way that it went from one to the other, to you didn't get too comfortable with the family. You got mild introductions. Okay, got it. I know where everyone's at. That's the kid. That's the kid. That's the husband. Okay, that's the neighbor. Got it. Move on, move on, move on. And it would just, everything went the way it was supposed to. What was this movie? Two hours? Almost. Yeah, it just, large, large bag. I, I think it was, it was great. Um, it just accepted, like, Everything is at normalcy, and then that there was a disturbance in the forest. I, I just liked that. It was it was just a good movie. 
All right, well, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here with Eric, and I'm also going to jump on the bandwagon of Rotten Tomatoes. This movie's great. Uh, this movie's really fun. Um, Jordan Peele knows what he is doing. The movie was only made for $20 million and it has grossed uh, over $102 or $120 million. So uh, there's definitely going to be a third one. I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Uh, this movie is great. And if you have not got a chance to see this yet, this is definitely the movie for you guys to see in the early spring. So, yeah, definitely a large bag of popcorn for me. Ed, small bag, right? Now, wait a minute. You, spe you speak before you think. Yeah, I do. So, no I... <laughs> no, I, Jordan Peele as a film as a filmmaker is probably one of the best in these two movies. Best filmmakers that's really come out in the last decade. I mean, you've got some some guys that have made some real shit, and then that that have made some great great stories. This is a great story. I mean, it's 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 a it's a very unique story. Um, you don't see horror movies like this, and he's made two of them. That are that are fresh takes on different on you know basically they're not even really retreads. I mean, Eric, you've said you know people under the stairs, and that's the same. I mean, you can't. There's no. There will never be a, a brand new story told. They're all. They've all been told. Every single story's been told. But yeah, yeah. in the world of in the in the world of filmmaking, you just take that concept and you say, hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to take that bean sprout and turn it into a tree, which is what Jordan Peele does. Um, not only that, his take on the, on the social aspects of things that he has, which now I recognize in this movie after this discussion, um, I think you know he's definitely somebody that can bring so, like to people like us, the people that have had nothing but white privilege our entire lives. He can bring some light and get, he can make he can he can make some of us at least more woke than we were when we left the movie theater. So that's I I I, I, I admire that about Jordan Peele, and I more admire that about his movies. With that being said, from a pure filmmaking perspective, from a pure review perspective, I feel like I didn't get the movie I wanted. That's not his fault. That's my fault. So with that being said, and recognizing the fact that it's my fault, not the filmmaker's fault, I'm going to say it's, I'm going to give it a medium bag. I'm going to give it a medium bag, not a small bag, not a large bag, uh, because it's a unique story. It's a fresh take on other things, but the social aspect, like you said, which sort of changed my mind, Eric, uh, it goes, just bumps, bumps the movie up for me um, just a little bit. So, yeah, medium bag. Well, a medium bag for Eric and a large bag for Ed, for, ah, can't talk. Large bag for Eric and I and a medium bag for, uh, for Ed there. Sorry about that. Uh, now, next week is going to be interesting because we are going to the magical world of Disney. We're going to be kicking off our live-action Disney series with Dumbo, directed by Tim Burton. Not interested to see this whatsoever. So, Nope, not at all. I don't Oh, God. This will be our second Disney movie that we have reviewed. If anybody wants to check out our archives, just go to the, the website, movieguestpodcast.com, and you'll be able to find our review of Beauty and the Beast live-action movie. So I hope it's somewhat decent like that movie because uh, that one was fun. So uh, we're almost done here with March, but we look forward to the week with Dumbo. Again, check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodbean.com. Also on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Just look for us at Movie Guys Pod. And also download this episode and many others on YouTube. On, on uh, Wow, I can't talk tonight. 
on YouTube and on uh, iTunes and on iHeartRadio and also on uh, Spotify. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight, and we'll be back next week for Dumbo. Have a good night.